Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is in Adelaide today. We've put in a call to him. He's unavailable. He's going to declare South Australia has to offer a world of opportunity in terms of jobs and futures. The state to play a key role in developing nuclear submarines as part of the AUKUS alliance with America and Britain. Probably delivering a keynote speech to that effect right at this moment. Retired Rear Admiral, former Governor of South Australia and a Royal Commissioner into the nuclear fuel cycle, Kevin Scarce, is on the line. And Kevin, good morning. Thank you for your time this morning. At this stage, we, we don't know the full scope of it, obviously, and what role exactly South Australia will play in developing or, or building or maintaining the submarines moving forward. But clearly, it appears the glass more than half full. Yes, I'd agree, Matthew. It's a terrific opportunity for the state to build the new submarine. Um, it's certainly a while off, but if we are serious about this, we'll need to start building our capability straight away. What's it going to mean? Clearly jobs is one thing, but, but long term, obviously maintenance, will it mean that uh, fleets from the UK and the US will be able to call into South Australia as part of their uh, maintenance program for their, their ships, their subs, whatever it might be? Look, I think that all has to be uh, designed now. It's probably unlikely that they would come into the centre of the south of uh, Australia. I think it's more likely they'll go either east or west. But that doesn't uh, mean that this isn't a terrific opportunity for the state. These are very high-tech submarines, probably the most complex piece of machinery ever built, and that gives uh, future generations of South Australians really interesting jobs and jobs that uh, will be there for decades to come. That's the exciting part about it, isn't it, really? Because uh, these these jobs that will be created out of this, and as I said at the start, we don't know yet whether we're going to be building the things from scratch or getting something off the shelf and looking after it from uh, there on, but uh, just building up a nuclear capability here, that's something you called for as Commissioner, of course, uh, not necessarily for, for defence, but as, as part of that, obviously, it all fits in. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity for us to examine whether nuclear has a role, particularly in power generation, uh, for the future. We haven't had that discussion yet. Um, perhaps uh, once we have these submarines, that will be a discussion that we're prepared uh, prepared to have. But the technology that this brings, not just to the defence industry, but other industries surrounding defence, uh, is very exciting. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm delighted that uh, we've made a decision. I think a nuclear submarine is critical for our uh, future uh, surface and submarine capability. And uh, uh, it's it's a very exciting future for those ch- children now studying to do um, science and technology subjects so they can be part of that for the future. Absolutely. With your naval experience, wearing that uh, retired hat of yours now, what spin-offs did we get with Collins? What did we see moving out further into the economy from just the construction of the subs at Osborne? Well, there's a lot of battery technology that was shared. There was a lot of uh, IT technology that spilled over to the other industries. I think there was a study done and uh, it, uh, I think this was done probably a decade ago now, but they found that there was a lot of transference of technology into the civilian industry. My expectation is that would not be any different when we build uh, the whatever variant of nuclear submarine um, that we decide to take. All right, so uh, a lot of that will will come and be developed over time. Uh, it's one of the biggest decisions. I mean, we've heard this in the past with defence particularly, but this really is one of the biggest decisions in South Australia's history, isn't it? 
Look, I think it is in Australia's history. Don't just worry about South Australia. Yeah. I think this is an important capability for the future, and it's a capability, unfortunately, that we will need. And so that decision on which submarine to take, when to build it, where to build it, uh, is vital for the nation for the future. What sort of planning behind the scenes goes into that? Obviously, you'd have defence chiefs and uh, and boffins from the department sitting down and trying to work out what's needed, doing this in coordination with the US and, and UK people as well. So obviously, there's there's a great deal of work behind the scenes ahead of anything happening, the, the first bolt appearing. Yes, there's a, a study underway at the moment to determine which submarine best meets our needs. There's probably 150 people working in Canberra and throughout Australia and overseas in conjunction with our US and UK colleagues. So and that's the start of the process. And then we decide the submarine. Then we need to decide what parts of the submarine we might need to modify for Australian capability. So there is an enormous amount of work before we start the first build. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, the ongoing, I mean, it might be a couple of thousand potentially people working on the subs themselves, but the spin-off could be tens of thousands of people directly employed, couldn't it? Yes, I think that's uh, that's possible. Um, whatever it is, they're high-tech jobs. They'll keep our young people in the state. They'll keep them interested in their jobs. Uh, and as you say, the spin-over to the civilian industry uh, can't be ignored. Yeah. Given where we're heading in the world at the moment and the uh, the South China Sea particularly heating up as potentially an area of, I'm trying to pick the words carefully here, an area of certainly interest, you'd have to say, for, uh, for superpowers to be uh, concerned about, uh, these subs could very well prove crucial in, in years to come. Yeah, I think, and that's the reason we need a nuclear as opposed to a conventional submarine. We need to be able because of the long transit times from Australia, mm. we need to have submarines on station where they're needed for significant periods of time, and the nuclear submarine gives us that capability. We certainly hope we don't have to use it, yeah. but we have to be prepared to use it if it's needed. That's the key key part, and uh, I gather the report, uh, Angus Houston's report to government just uh, a week or so ago, talks about the fact we, we just aren't defence ready. We're, we're not prepared anywhere near enough as to where we should be and uh, calling for a massive upgrade in defence spending. So I'm sure as a, a naval person, a retired naval uh, officer, you'd, you'd certainly welcome that. Regrettably, yes. Mm. I mean, I think we need to be prepared. We need to be able to uh, make sure that we protect our national interests and Having a strong defence force capable of doing that is critical. So uh, so this is a key part of it. The difference between conventional and uh, nuclear, you talked about the, uh, the the longer distances needed to travel. And Is that the key thing? Is that the key difference between the two? Look, I think that and speed and endurance are the key issues uh, for us. It's the ability to take a submarine north and leave it there uh, as a deterrent to anybody who wants to interfere with our interests. Now, a submarine, a conventional submarine can do that, but it's limited by its endurance and its speed. This gives us ultimate flexibility to deploy submarines where we need them for the period of time that we need them there. Mm. And these things can stay out at sea, the, the nuclear ones, uh, until essentially the food runs out, can't they? Yeah, they, they certainly have around 90 days endurance, which mm. is probably twice that of a conventional submarine. That's incredible. All right. Big future ahead. Kevin Scarce, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for your insights.
Cheers. Kevin Scarce, former governor, former um, naval officer, of course, and uh, also royal commissioner into the nuclear fuel cycle here in SA. Um, Chancellor at the Adelaide Uni, too. The only thing he hasn't done is being a radio interviewer, I reckon, but he's been on radio enough. The former governor there uh, giving his views on where we're headed, the Prime Minister in Adelaide today. Uh, making an announcement, making a speech, probably right at this moment, addressing a conference on the submarines to come, part of the AUKUS deal, which Australia has with, of course, the US and the United Kingdom, and uh, subs on the way, it seems, and for Adelaide to play a key role in their development moving forward. That only is good news on the jobs front. Absolutely fantastic, and, and potentially into the tens of thousands of jobs long term, which is the best news ever for keeping us going, bringing people into the state, growing South Australia and the economy and uh, and win all round. And hopefully, even huge expense, you know, up to $200 billion, hopefully we never fire a, a shot in anger. That would be the ultimate aim, jobs and uh, and protection in that regard and never having to really use them long term in, in, in the same way we haven't had to use the Collins apart from maybe espionage, which we'll never find out about anyway. Uh, if that's the way it goes in the future, we are going to be very fortunate indeed, and at least we'll have the protection should it ever be needed.